Welcome to the Joan Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Vittengel. The purpose of Joan is to draw light towards mental health, to bring awareness and real stories to the trauma that most everyone endures at some point in life, from depression to postpartum depression to anxiety and eating disorders, PTSD, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, addiction, the list goes on and on. Joan is meant to be a place of honesty and connection. Through the darkest days of my struggles, I'd never felt so alone, and I was convinced there was no way out. If you're feeling this way, I hope this podcast helps you to truly understand that you're not alone and that there is so much light at the end of the tunnel. The truth is, there is no right way to heal. But this podcast was created to inspire you to take your own steps towards healing and stepping into your most authentic self. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Joan. Today's guest is my good friend, Lacey Phillips, a free and native. If you haven't already heard of Lacey and her work, I am very excited to introduce her to you. If you've had the chance to listen to my episode of Joan, you'll have heard me speak several times about how much Lacey's manifestation process and her unblocked workshops have changed my life and how much they've helped me grow and move towards my most authentic self. And being in our most authentic selves, I believe, is one of the most important components in healing. So today we speak about her process, but also about Lacey's personal experience with mental health. She tells me about her several bouts with depression. We also talk about breakups and self-worth and so much more. It is such a great episode and I hope that you love it as much as I do. Do you want to set it here? Okay, we're recording. Welcome to the first episode of Joan. Yay! I'm so excited. And we were, so before we started this, we were like chatting about healers and like yes, okay. our experiences and you guys missed out on so much. So hopefully we'll on. Full on. <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll touch back on some of this stuff. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm here with Lacey Phillips, a free and native. Um, I've talked a bit about her work, but... Um, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself. Like, so where are you from? Yeah. What do you do? Totally. How old are you? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of important. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm from a small town right outside of Yosemite called Mariposa. Mm -hmm. So there, as well as um, the Central Valley, kind of where all of the agriculture is from. And so the way that I even got into doing what I'm doing is that I came out here, like everybody, to be an actress and a model. And mm-hmm. I was so broke. And I was just trying to figure out how do I control money? I'm so poor. And so my mom always had a family intuitive. And she said, go buy this book on manifestation. If you follow it to a T, you'll manifest everything you want. You won't have to yeah. worry about money. And so I picked it up and I did everything and I followed it to a T for like a year. I still have it. Like I was going to say, what book is it? Have you ever mentioned like, what book it is? But it's like, don't read <laughs> okay, it. Okay, it's going to okay. put so much superstition in you. Yeah. Um, and so nothing was really happening, but I was already down the rabbit hole. So I went to like The Secret and the Hicks books and all the things that we know about. And again, mm-hmm. I just, I believed in it all so strongly, the concept of creating your reality, but it just never was um, happening for me in those yeah. ways. So I tossed it all to the wayside around 25 
because I realized I was a really good manifester, like Mm -hmm. partners, crazy apartments, and just so Mm -hmm. many things in my life. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that it was never in the think positive and visualize model ever. It would be more when I stepped into my power or my worth or I wouldn't settle. So I dropped it all at 25 and then I started to watch what I did, what and when to see what would result. And so through that time as well, I let go of acting. I let go of a really toxic full-time job. And then I had the download to start the blog. And so once I had the blog, I was like, okay, what's going to be my thing? I think we're always trying to find our thing Mm -hmm. when we're, you know, Mm -hmm. bloggers or... Yeah, yeah. Everyone's looking for their thing. Everyone. I was like, I-I-N, that's what everyone's doing, and that felt cheesy Especially in the social media age. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, everyone's just comparing themselves to each other, which is something I want to touch on later, but it's intense. Absolutely. And that's something that I really strongly encourage people to get out of the loop. The more you can be, fuck it, this is who I am, the quicker everything will happen for you on social media, even. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Totally. It's so magnetizing. It is. So that's basically what led me into this. Um, I just kind of fell into, I became an herbalist, I became a holistic chef, and it was actually a couple of high profile clients that would be like, what's this, you know, manifestation thing you're always talking about or the universe. And so I was like, well, it's something I do. I can see if it works on you. I can show you. And then I was like, oh, holy shit, this works for anyone. Then I knew I had to kind of come out with this. Yeah. After a lot of reservation, I finally was so broke again, and I got the download of meditation where the universe was like, you have this gift, you need to do this, yeah. but you're not, so I'm drying up your resources. And then it just it spread like wildfire. And you are, are you clairvoyant? I'm so what I am is claircognizant. Okay. So like my human design chart with Jenna, I mean, it's like so much intuition. It's like yeah. too much almost, yeah, yeah. you know, I kind of have this like pot, but the way that I get most of all of my downloads are just clear cognizance, meaning that like the clarity comes through, but I don't know when, how, or why. It's just that abstract. I just know and you just what know. it is. Yep. This, that. And so that's one of my gifts as well as energetics, meaning like I just from a very young age have always known energy. If this happens, this will follow. If this moves, mm. that's what will fill its place. So I just understand <laughs> like the tug and pull yeah. of energy. Well, it makes me laugh that you asked about my breakup because it makes me wonder if you did I mention that to you or do you do you did I remember well I remember too when you started dating him because when I first met you you were in Venice with your ex and then all of a sudden you were like I'm moving to London and I was like wow (laughs) and then I remember you saying yeah you went through that breakup yes yes okay okay well we'll get more into manifesting later um how old are you Oh, 33. 33. The Jesus year. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Chloe said to me, she was like, when you're 33, things will start to, like, settle. Because I'm just going into my Saturn return. You're just starting? Yeah, but every astrologer that I've talked to is Fuck. like, you. what you've been going through the last two years is, like, 10 times yep. more gnarly than what your Saturn return is. So this is an interesting thing. Did it all start for you around 25, but pre-phasing, yes. like, 24 and a half? Yes. Right. So I see this in my practice constantly. Also, same for me. Um, I, like, 24 and a half was the breakdown of all breakdowns of my life. Yeah. And all the way through 25 was the shittiest. 26 started to get a little bit more clear. 27 started to get clarity, but everything yeah. still sucked. 28, things stopped sucking a little bit. Yeah. So I was like you. My Saturn return was truthfully just 
I had done so much of the work yeah. and I had gotten rid of so many things that yeah. weren't serving me. Yeah. I had like two last things before 30 two that last I hurrahs. had to let go. Oh like God. I knew I, I had to I just turned 29 go. like last week. Ooh, you're so almost out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting it's there. It's close. Oh you God. can see the light. Oh my God. I can finally see the light. Uh, um, but okay. I want to talk about mental health. So what is it? I hate to say like what I hate to late. I don't like labeling, yeah. but were you ever properly diagnosed with something or was it just your own, like you knew that you were going through sh- your own shit or what was it that you were experiencing? Yeah. So me, um, it's interesting growing up in my household, I grew up in many different households because my parents were so young. So it was like my aunt and uncle helped raise me. My grandmother and grandfather helped raise me, my mom and my dad, and then whomever they were dating throughout the years helped okay. raise me. And so the three women that I would consider my mother, you know, Mm -hmm. were my aunt, my grandmother, Mm -hmm. and my mom. And from the earliest age, it was such a continuum that everybody was like, I'm just depressed. I'm not getting out of bed. So there was a lot of like deep, deep depression. All of them had been raised by abusive alcoholic families. Um, So you witnessed a lot of it. I witnessed it. That looked like not getting out of bed for weeks on end, not leaving the house, all that kind of stuff. So for me, depression was just, which I do have to like token them. I'm so grateful that that was an open conversation, that it was naturalized, normalized. It was. It was totally normal. Okay. It was like, good. I'm just going through my spell okay. <laughs> depression. Okay. So for me, it was absolutely natural. I thought everybody, which I do think everybody goes through waves of depression. Yeah. You know, the spectrum's very yeah. big. Yeah. But I think a lot of people have um, a lot of shame um around yes and they have a lot of bullshit out there that's saying think positive you've got to get out of this turn it upside down turn it around and i'm not saying if you're somebody who's manically depressed or dealing with anything diagnosed or bipolar that gets you know that's a whole different thing we're talking about but like my big thing especially through my work is like feel your feelings have support Mm -hmm. around it have your therapist Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. your healers but do not feel wrong or shame that you're going through any type of depression right I know I completely agree and yeah there's so much negative stigma around all of it and it's so interesting because in my own experience like I have a hard time it's going to be really interesting doing these interviews because I have felt that in my experience, it has led me down such a spiritual path. Like mm-hmm. I've taken it in that way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm out of touch with my higher self. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I, and again, I can't say that about every single person, but I feel that very deeply. That totally. That's the case. Mm-hmm. And I feel that there's such, and I was saying that my parents are both in medicine and um, they talk about all of these people, just like everyone's so sick. And I'm, and I'm, I just feel like I can see that everyone is so out of touch absolutely with their spirituality or their higher self or whatever you want to call that absolutely I mean there's I definitely do believe in the token old chemical imbalances but I kind of like anything in the body right when we aren't you can you can kind of see this transcend through all of the different spiritual realms when you're not living your type in human design you're going to develop illness you're going to develop depression you're going to have blocks and bring in things that you don't want yeah in my manifestation process if you're not Um, breaking the mold and in your authentic self you're going to have these earthquakes of experiences that are just here to wake you up they're here to and like I tell people from what I believe in manifestation it's very to me it's so obvious and clear when something really shitty is happening or you're experiencing a really big rock bottom or a terrible bout of depression 
it's usually because there's something really big that yeah. wants to come through. Yes. It's a breakdown to break through. Completely agree. So that's where it's like, if you look at any of the models, if you read, I just you know finished reading The Anatomy of the Spirit. Um, I'm reading it right now. It's amazing. Yes. It's like, so good. And it's like everybody talks about when you're off your path of authenticity and happiness and what your soul desires and needs, you're going to develop I don't care. It can be mental illness. It can yeah. be physical illness. It can be emotional illness. It's yeah. all, I mean, it's yeah. all connected. Right. Right. So what was, so, um, would you say did you dealt with depression? Yeah. So like my very first, like really that I can remember, like my very first low of low. And it's funny, I guess I'll keep talking about human design because I'm so, we're both Will so you talk about right human right design now. for a second? Yes. Oh Just my gosh. Just explain so, it really quickly. Yeah. We'll introduce it a little bit. Yeah. So human design and our reader, Jenna Zoe, is who, you know, we really suggest. You can find that on the blog under healers on my page. I'm pretty native. I have all my healers there because they're like my team that I work with. But um, so human design essentially is a guy in the 80s. Like everything's been channeled, right? The Bible's been channeled. The yes. Course, of Course of Miracles. Miracles. Would be all of it. Yeah. So this guy channeled this new system. It's like astrology on crack. So it brings in I Ching, um, your chakra system, your astrology as well as uh, the tree of life Kabbalah Mm -hmm. and so basically it takes all of that into account and the sum of it what it means is every soul when it comes onto the planet basically has a blueprint of how they're supposed to live to be happy what they're here for how they're supposed to eat Mm -hmm. I mean kind of everything it's Mm -hmm. literally your blueprint for authenticity and so for me the first time I got a reading from Jenna, I was I had never felt a more articulated yeah. and b like I finally had licensing yeah. to be myself. Yeah. So it's really fascinating because in my particular chart, I'm supposed to go through like my karma in life, and it's how I actually developed my manifestation, you know, formula. Is I'm supposed to go through the shit, for lack of a better word, like through the mud, go through it all, the darkest yeah. of darks. And then I alchemize and show people how to, like, basically, that's my patterning. I can show people how to move around that all a lot quicker. So, like, my very first experience with deep depression was when I moved from my mom. I would move back and forth kind of like every other year from my mom Mm -hmm. and dad's house. And Mm -hmm. at my mom's house, it was very free and open and, you Mm -hmm. know, I could do no wrong. And at my Mm -hmm. dad's house, it was a little bit more conservative. He really wanted, like, um, he just wanted the best, but, like, Mm -hmm. a specific specific path for me. It was, like, sports could great, you know, like, very small town. And I'm, like, an artist who could give two shits about school. You know, it just was not the right um, programming. But so I moved there. And I don't know if you experienced this a lot, but like one thing I would attract a lot in my life, I think it's being a light being and also being pretty. Um, when I first yeah. moved there, every single girl hated me at the school. They were so afraid I was there to steal their boyfriend. I mean, it just like activated every woman's insecurities in seventh yeah. grade. And I would have these girls torturing me. They'd be like following me after the bus, throwing rocks at me. I'm gonna really? beat you up. Whoa! Yeah, it was so intense. That. And so <laughs> it was so that's intense. so intense. And you were so you were at a new school. I was at a new school and just small town mentality. And um, and so for me, I'm the most. I'm like the least confrontational person you'll ever meet by yeah. nature. I'm yes. so friendly, so open. That it was really devastating to my spirit. And so. I, I made this like collage that because both of my parents had agreed they were like you're you're gonna stick to this decision and follow it through if you if you move there you have to do the whole year and yeah. 
I started to, you know, um, like cry myself to sleep every night. I wanted to move home. And it was so crazy because my mom, who's incredibly psychic and a medium, she could feel and would call me at like two in the morning. And she could be like, I know that you're crying. You're sad. You know, even though it wasn't like you can come back, I can feel you. So one day I made her this collage and it was basically like, this is so dramatic for a second. (laughs) This is seventh grade? Yes. It was a collage of like baby photos of her and I together and all the You made this? Me, yeah, all this. It was like a booklet. And basically in it I said, I'm gonna kill myself. I wanna kill myself. And so they all freaked out. (laughs) They like got me a therapist. Do you remember feeling that way? Oh yeah. You wanna kill yourself? Oh yeah. And it was like because I felt that two other times. Okay. I wouldn't say fully suicidal, but I, I did. There have been two yeah. times where I was like, what's the point yeah. anymore? And yeah. Those were my other two yeah. lowest of lows. Yeah. So that was my first time really experiencing like a yeah. very deep, dark depression wow. that Such I had no age. control of getting out of. Wow. So what? So um, it's funny, the suicidal line. I've been trying to like figure out how to draw that because I'm like, okay, I wasn't actually suicidal. No, me neither. I, I wouldn't had suicidal have done thoughts. It, it was yeah. just like, and it was Jack, actually Jack Lewis, a mutual friend of mine, Lacey's, who who's the, the Vedic, Vedic meditation, meditation teacher. teacher. You can find that too <laughs> on the Healer's page. <laughs> she uh, was in London, and we were out for a drink, and she we were talking about anxiety and mental health, and she was like oh, when did you start having the suicidal thoughts? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it was the first time it was really kind of just normalized for me. See? And I was like, whoa. But in the moment, yeah. as I'm thinking to myself, I want to kill myself. I might, I, I, I just don't want to live. Totally. It's fucking terrifying. Oh, it's awful. And yeah. you feel so alone. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And like, I can't tell anybody about this. It's too heavy yeah. for yeah. people. So did you have, um, did you have like any point in your life, like you talk about a couple of episodes where you felt you were thinking about suicide mm-hmm. or you just thought about not wanting to be here yeah um was there any specific instance that stuck out like stuck out the most that that was like your darkest day do you feel like you had like a darkest day yeah so for me and this is so sad to say that it was I think breakups are really common for people yeah for me in this particular breakup it wasn't losing the person itself or the relationship it was I was actually witnessing my ego completely being shattered on every mm, level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that and I think and a lot of times that's what it is when we lose something yeah. that's actually really hurting us yeah. is that our ego is actually truthfully hurting yeah um, yeah because I've had multiple breakups since that yeah they're painful but because I knew how to love yes. fully they yes. didn't devastate me. yes but when this particular incident happened I was 23 this is the actually the brink of what started that 25 uh you know like I always call I have this with women clients all the time I'm like oop are you 25 and I can always tell when they're hitting their rock bottoms Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. know that they're meant for big things when that's happening because it's like they're getting rid of all of their programming and shit now and they're being forced to and that ties in so much the manifesting stuff which again we'll kind of get into later but just about the stuff that we are programmed from child that's totally yeah from childhood that we're supposed to want and believe that we are yes so in this particular incident i had been with um leading up to this in fact i'll kind of preface it i had been with a canadian actor he was the first person who was like loved i mean i was very codependent but like loved me entirely he said quit your full-time job i'll support you you're an actress you know and so we were in this like very deep a mesh relationship mm-hmm. and then i was in a play where my co-star, like, funny enough, you know, mm-hmm. my co-star, 
you know, had sort of fallen in love with me. And at the time, this is when I would choose relationships with people that had fallen in love with me very easily because I could control them, right? It was just like very simple psychology from childhood. And so this particular kid fell in love with me and I was having a six-month affair. That all like blew up and was a huge bottom that happened when I was 24. Mm -hmm. Then I decided to stay with the kid and he had never really acted a day in his life aside from this play. He just was very handsome and very charismatic and very commanding in his presence. And so Mm -hmm. at the time we were in this play and then like I took him to my acting coach and all this stuff and he ended up getting a manager. And in his first season of going out for pilot season, he booked... Um, a show at the time that was really popular on ABC Family. And I had been testing for this movie that would have been Tekken, the video game, and everyone was like pumping it up that it was going to be my Megan Fox moment. I even like mm. tested for it six times. They flew me out to Louisiana to test with the director, mm. and the director passed on me. And on the way back, I was talking to my boyfriend at the time who had just found out he has this show. He's going to be making $17,000 an episode now. Like, just, like, the highs and lows were so big. Such a mirror. Such a mirror. And he said, I think that you resent me because you didn't get yours and I got mine. It just, like, kicked me. It was so bad. And then a month into the show, I was becoming crazy. Like, very, very controlling and... All of the out-of-control experiences were so hard for me. And so he ended up breaking up with me. And it was, I mean... I don't. I was like cocktailing at Laugh Factory. He would come in with his new soap opera girlfriend, who was on a show. It was so fun while you were there. While oh. I was like waitressing, it was so bad, and that was my. I mean, there were so many things that accumulated there that I had. Like I lost thirty pounds. I went yeah. through the darkest, yeah. darkest of yeah. all dark. So I want to ask you how that, like, so in your darkest of moments, how did that manifest for you in your body? Oh my God. So I got crazy melasma on my um, wow. upper lip. So yeah. it was very hormonal based. I lost my period for eight months. It, it was just so traumatic for me. Um, candida. I That's when like all of my candida went. It's honestly when a lot of my endocrine issues started, which, mm-hmm. you know, trauma usually pushes mm-hmm. that, especially mm-hmm. for like gentle, sensitive light beings. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I lost all that weight, lost my period, um, melasma. And then very quickly, like people who go through that, I ended up like gaining it all back and was mm-hmm. always like dealing with mm-hmm. weight. And mm-hmm. so it was really, really physical, mm-hmm. emotional, spiritual. It's also when I became yeah. my most spiritual self. Okay. Like, so that's when you started tuning in. Oh, deeply. Yeah. I was always so there. I mean, I like Mm-hmm. in the Central Valley became organic at 16 when nobody had heard I mean Whoa. I've always been into it yeah but that's when I needed something higher yeah. to help me yeah. because I didn't have the capability of yeah. pulling myself out yeah. of that and it was dark like really lonely really dark yeah yeah I think that that's one of the big ones um for a lot of people is the loneliness and the feeling which is really pretty much the sole purpose of me doing this podcast is just to talk about this stuff because so many people I mean when I finally got to the point where I felt like I could talk to people about it it was like everyone started opening up about it but yeah, when I was really too. in it yeah, yeah me too I keep saying I'm like this is like yeah. another like another me too movement totally because yeah. no one really talks about it mm-hmm. what is your opinion on the relationship between gut health and depression and anxiety oh I think it's significant 
But also, if I get very spiritual, I believe what puts our... I mean, there's so many factors to what contributes to our gut health. Obviously, environment's huge. Toxicity, pollution, toxic food. There's so many physical... But when you look at, like they always say with pure gurus, when they've really become very enlightened, they can Mm -hmm. eat anything because everything's Mm -hmm. so in homeostasis in their body Mm -hmm. that I really on my own personal healing journey even though there have been things as simple as like yeah your b3 isn't converting you know that's but it's also that wasn't my whole life when did that start i believe that like um carolyn's book you know the anatomy Anatomy of the the spirit spirit. like that oh yeah okay there's usually energetic triggers that really contribute to gut health going off especially if you're a very sensitive person so again it's not coincidental that i experienced that deep deep emotional pain spiritual pain that i went through at you know 24 and a half and i started to develop all these endocrine issues so i encourage people when they are dealing with any type of um you know illness to look at again it's mind body spirit it's mm-hmm. holistic there it's all interconnected yeah address all of them yes. address the diet address the lifestyle address your authentic self and address you know the spiritual yeah. the brain the subconscious yeah. you really all needs to be looked yeah. at yeah did it affect so you had, you were going through a breakup i was going to ask you how how it may have affected um relationships in your life um or if any of the instances, were you in a relationship during any of your depressions? Um, my, I'm trying to think if I really, I mean, I definitely experienced one with my current partner not long mm-hmm. ago. It was like a year ago. Okay. And haphazardly, um, it was when I had manifested everything mm-hmm. I, I intended for the last four years. Literally everything in my life that at, I wanted at came once. at once. It was too much. And for me, what was so fascinating, once I finally pinpointed, like, what is wrong with me? Why am I so apathetic? Because for me, apathy is one of the first biggest indicators when Mm -hmm. I just, like, don't want to leave, don't want to do anything, nothing excites me. And so when I really started to look at the apathy, I was like, what is going on here? And I realized that my soul, my spirit what lights it up I'm such a dreamer Mm, and such a romantic at heart you know that what really lights it up is in pursuit of Mm -hmm. and I had had Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. and to me it was like oh my gosh this is crazy it's so it's so wild and then I finally realized, oh, I just have to go find new inspiration. Yes. That's it. Yeah, That's you're like, I what else is there? What else is there? And not like I need to want for more. Because right. now when I'm manifesting things, they're like, universe, show me how to stop being controlled. I mean, now yeah. it's not on the material plane yeah. at all anymore. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I needed to get into art galleries and see like what graphics and fonts lit yeah. me up. Because it's usually yeah. shapes and, and fonts really do. I needed to get, like, I needed new inspiration yeah. because that's... That's what will open the channeling yeah. for me for new to come through th- for like manifestation work. So that was the, that was like a whole new level. And my partner, who's phenomenal, I mean, God, I like give him so much credit. Mm-hmm. I'm nuts every day and mm-hmm. he can hold mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. wherever yeah. I'm at. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And honestly, when I went through my first couple of chemical pregnancies was a whole nother level of like, what's wrong with me? Am I a woman? I had to like really face a lot of um, stereotypes and programming, tons of stuff. Um, You know, like 
am I not meant to have the like there was so many things I yeah. faced with that yeah so you struggled with getting pregnant you've been struggling with getting pregnant totally yeah oh my gosh and just recently actually within the last month like I really feel like everything has really come together all the missing pieces that mm-hmm. I was like searching for and like a really big thing I learned because my endocrine the whole system's been healing miraculously I mean I saw a healer that finally like put mm-hmm put like uh, what do you call it like b3 when you're taking in b vitamins you're eating food b3 niacin there's an enzyme mutation it's not converting into nadh or ndha whichever of those are which basically you know um carries out so many functions (laughs) at least in the moment that i started supplementing with it it was like i started healing within two weeks so that happened and coincidence coincidentally to that I had also had this download right before I saw her, maybe four or five days before that I was like, wow. And this is how I always learn with manifestation. Mm -hmm. It's all about worth, truthfully. Mm -hmm. I was like, since day one of this journey of trying to get pregnant, I've given my power and story away. Since day one. My very, like, all my belief systems, the moment we started trying was... Well, I have endocrine issues. I probably won't get pregnant. Mm. And that, and I got pregnant the first try, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. it was such bullshit. And after that, it was like, I've got to go see the best acupuncturist. I've got mm. to go do this. I've got to talk to baby communicators. So I had everybody else's mm. input determining my story. And it was actually the medical medium yeah. who really clicked this into place for me. And I don't necessarily follow a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Something just happened to pop up. Mm-hmm. And he was like... Um, just in the same way I see things as limiting beliefs he's like you need to go through your whole story and reclaim it and you need to get rid of any belief systems that because when I was little I would say the weirdest shit out of nowhere I don't even know where this came from but I would and I think it's actually very common for kids who mm-hmm. moved around houses but I would say all the time um, I think it's going to be really hard for me to get pregnant when I'm older I'll probably end up adopting like I had all these stories and I think that that's very common psychology for trying to yeah. have control yeah, of not yeah. feeling like I belong somewhere but it was like oh I better go do my work on that right (laughs) and so right when I met her it all um, coincided that I was like I'm gonna take my story back Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna Mm -hmm. stop talking to everybody Mm -hmm. I'm gonna really go deal with my beliefs and then I'm gonna start telling my body that it is possible to do everything that it was already doing anyway and so from a so as someone who is a spiritual person did you at any point feel like it's just not the right time. Like, where where did you find that oh, balance between, like, what, yeah, for pregnancy? Where did you uh, find that balance between, like, I need to actively pursue this and yeah. it'll happen when it's meant to happen? So, I am not the biggest belief. I am to a degree. It's all energy. Okay. So, I, right, I can this always, ties into the manifestation world. It totally does. Yeah. Um, and that was a huge mantra for me when I was in major spiritual bypass zone during this time. During this time, like uh, the breakup with that guy was actually the time when I really started implementing that first book that the psych- mm. I was like, I pulled it back out. I'm going to follow this to a T. And a lot of the spiritual bypassing was like when the time is right. Mm-hmm. But when I started to work with manifesting, I was like, yeah, there. I would say there's like 10% of that for mm-hmm. sure. And mm-hmm. I, I can see it with clients when I'm like, oh, this just is timing. Yeah. Which, but it's actually pretty rare because usually when we're conscious of where we're at and what we're needing and what our soul's needing our soul is actually like really trying to get us on course to get there and so 
for me, like with the pregnancy, but of course I believe all timing is divine yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, like anything we go through is very divine. Right. We're supposed to, our soul right. chose it. But when it actually comes to really connecting with what you're wanting and your manifestation, yeah. it's like your soul is over here out of your body ahead of you and mm-hmm. your whole body, which is all controlled by the physical plane, everything you were programmed with literally since birth is trying to physically figure out how to catch up with your soul Mm -hmm. and so that's like that's where the connection happens so like with the pregnancy bit yes I did a lot of communicating with like you know baby communicators and aura readers about timing but I really believe you know for me um that it's and anything that I've manifested in my life, because acting was actually another really great parallel to this, right? I wasn't supposed to be an actor because <laughs> I was really fucking forcing right. that because of very superficial reasons, wanting to be seen, yes. wanting to be yes. loved, wanting to be famous, yes. wanting, you know, when I could get honest about that. Right. So acting wasn't working because of timing. Right. It was working because my soul because, yeah. was supposed to be doing something else. So like the timing component, I actually don't feed into too, too much. It's very much like 10% of the process. Okay. To Interesting. Me. Yeah, I get that. Um, but it's so, I mean, it's so frequently like, oh, the timing oh. was off. The timing was off. It's not the right time. And I get that. I really get that because it, yeah. it's beautiful. Like anything spiritual bypassy, it's like, mm, no, if it's not happening, let's dig and see why. Like what's yeah. blocking it? Is everything expanded and open? Yeah. And that's where like timing gets very graceful is like through expanding and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I do believe obviously again in the divinity of everything we've been through has been perfect but um i do think we have a little bit more control than we believe we do yeah 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 um so back to i mean i guess i was going to ask you if you feel that you've there are any specific healing modalities that worked for you but um i think you're probably kind of like me it's like the beginning the beginning of um the book um, by David Hawkins. Oh, love, love. I love them all. But yeah. you know the... Um, oh, when he reads off everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the best part, and you probably had this too, is like, oh, fuck, I've done all of it. <laughs> Literally all of it. That's why it's so funny to me. That's why I'm yeah. saying we're probably the same way in totally. that, like, I've just done everything. done everything. But we're seekers by nature. Right. And we're talking about Letting Go by David Hawkins. Letting Go by David listening. Hawkins. It's one of... The most amazing books. Absolutely. I listen to it on audio, actually. I, I refer to it all the time. It's yeah. actually great for this podcast, this following, because anytime you're going through literally any emotion, um, because when you are depressed or anxious or any of that, there's layers. You yes. move from one to another. And when you flip that open, because it's categorized by fear, anxiety, depression, yeah. when you read that chapter, you get so much clarity of how to feel those feelings yes. and let it go and normalize it. Yeah. But I think too, um, and maybe you can attest to this, as projectors, as light beings, and I do believe as two people on the planet that are really here to serve mm-hmm. the people and you know bring consciousness and bring um, speediness to their process of getting mm-hmm. what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, Barley's itching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hear that. I think it's our job to try everything, to see what works, what doesn't work, what tools we can take to put right. in our bag. Yes. I think it's literally our job. I do see other people that can get addicted to that. See, yes. like me, I don't. I take what I need, bum, bum, bum. I throw it in, I move and on, I tell people what, what will take. work for them. I know yes. what to take, but I do think it's our job. Yeah. Well, and that's the challenges. I think, you know, I had um, asked people to send some questions in, and 
one of the questions was how do you cure anxiety depression altogether and avoid relapse and i'm like what that's such a loaded question it's because such a loaded question it's different it's literally if there's anything i've learned yep, same. it's different for everyone totally everyone's authentic everyone has a different story and journey i could not agree more yeah um so let's see here what else do i want to touch on um let's talk about social media for a second yeah sure. because i think that there is a big uh, i mean it's kind of an issue <laughs> um with people comparing themselves to other people on social media and not yeah and, and they're stepping out of their authentic self because of it i have so many thoughts on social media um so for me i actually personally don't interact with it too too much anymore i couldn't to continue this work it Mm -hmm. just um and not even for that i'm actually not triggered too much by other Mm -hmm. people's life Mm -hmm. and i always think like ali walsh our common friend is such a unicorn you know she's such a unicorn and one of the most magnetic people i've ever met on the planet yes she totally is i remember asking her one time i was like ali does instagram ever activate you like when you're scrolling through and she was like no I think I'm one of the few people what is she do you know what her human design is she's a manifester a lot she of Virgos is, because are. she is like she just like floats I think she's life. from another realm yeah I, I really don't too. think she's like an earth I don't, I don't think she is either <laughs> <laughs> but I personally I don't get too activated by it but what it does do to me because and Jenna really explained this as a projector um, it really fills up my aura quickly. I think mm. about like just all of that that we're taking in constantly is just filling up all the space that needs to be clear for channeling to come through. So I personally actually delete it off my phone and only download it when I need to interact with it again for this process to get this message out so yeah. that people can have tools and inspiration. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But like the biggest thing that I have to say to people who are feeling that trigger and who are engaging in it, mm-hmm. the, the most important, and this is just like on a manifestation level mm-hmm. alone, the more in your utter if you work out your shadow like that's the big thing I was having a conversation with a friend a couple of friends were at lunch the other week and um she was like well I don't really post a lot about you know this or that I don't want people to think like oh I just have a rich husband Mm. and in my mind I'm like yeah that's shadow it's because you judge that and other people you know and so um we all have components of that when we unlock all of our shadow we're completely open and open to be fully authentic on social media that's what grows your following that's what grows success it's also what takes away triggers this is good because i had someone i i had a quite a few actually um specific questions for you but one girl asked how do i share on social media in a comfortable way um if i'm not super outgoing she says she feels like all careers are based on social media social media these days and she doesn't feel natural at it what we don't own owns us like always at the end of the day i had it i had a couple of people and you can see the trajectory in my career the moment i unlocked my shadow around these two people is when everything took off because before i would post every time i had what if they thought this of me? What if they think I'm a poser? What if, you know, I had all these shadows or, or all the shit I judged in yeah. other people. But when I unlocked all of that, I was like, here I am, world. Here's my information. Yeah. Fucking take it or leave it. Get yeah. off the horse or get on the horse. Yeah. And when you can do that, it, all, people have to just look at what's 
creating their triggers and what's making them feel insecure. It's all shadow work. Go do unblock shadow. Yes. Deal with every single one of them and watch your business yes. take off when you share yes. authentically. Do you feel that your experience uh, with your depression, like especially through your, you know, from being so young and experiencing at a young age and then going through all these different stages of growth and through depression and whatever else you might have experienced, just dark days, do you feel that that um, strengthened your intuitive abilities and your spiritual connection? thousand percent. That's where I believe in divine timing. It had to happen or I would not at all be in my purpose. Again, that would have been like the way I was living was my soul was where I'm at now and craving this and needing this. But I was inauthentically, again, the shadowy shell of what I had been loved for or thought what would bring me love finally. I was living in that and the universe was like, let me send you a few earthquakes to get you closer to you're authentic that's why I believe we go through those and also it's what allowed me to see the patterning and learn this formula and process which helps people very quickly manifest if I didn't go through all of that I wouldn't be it was so purposeful and divine I feel the exact same way I mean all the nights crying on my floor I remember coming home because I just always felt that I shouldn't have to be a waitress at the laugh (laughs) (laughs) and they treated us like such shit like the scum of the earth um the the owners did very very uh you know poor management and owners and I would come home every night and again as like a projector I was up until two in the morning so I was like carrying tray it was just so bad and I remember feeling like this is ruining my body my hormones um and I would come home and like my little apartment had roaches and things it was so poor and I would sit on my meditation mat in my kitchen and I would just sit there trying to like do my practices and release the day and just Mm -hmm. cry just cry like this is my fucking life this is I cannot believe this is my life yeah and if I didn't go through all of that I couldn't empathize or understand exactly where a client of mine's at Mm -hmm. who's going through all of this Mm -hmm. so I truly have experienced Mm -hmm every rock bottom from money to love to myself to career I mean I've experienced every low of low so my threshold for playing with jumping off cliffs and trust is so grand Mm -hmm. that I look back and I'm like if there's anything I'm thankful for in my life it was for every fucking rock bottom yeah (laughs) like the most thankful yes I know and this is where I'm trying to I've been trying kind of to guide people when they ask me um it's just like Thank like revel in it. Yes. Thank God for it. Yes. Thank totally. God for it. Yeah. Um, I had someone ask, well, so, okay. I want to touch on, um, as you were saying, you know, you're working like late in the night and you've experimented a lot now over the years, um, to figure out what works for you. So totally. what is your day like? Like what, you know, how do you kind of find that reset? And someone asked about making sure that you don't relapse. Like, what is mm-hmm. that? Yeah, totally. How does that work for you? So truthfully, I'll answer those in two parts. So okay. for me, I've had to do so much exploring to figure out what works for me. I've tried every diet. I mean, from raw vegan oh, to paleo oh to I've done it all. Um, and I've tried every workout that I know of. I, you know, I've tried a lot of, like we said, the healing modalities and I really, really, really have never found something that, um, human design is the most, like, it's been truly the most on all of those layers and fronts through eating, working out, um, how much I'm supposed to rest, how I'm supposed to control my day, how much I'm supposed to work. I've never met something that's bringing my body into balance quicker because it's so accurate for me. Amazing. It's incredible. And like when I did the session with Jenna last, I said, Jenna, 
give me my perfect day. What does my perfect day for my chart look like? Wow. How am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to sleep? How am I supposed to work out? Yeah. Work. Um, yeah. How, what am I supposed to be doing when it's called, yeah. um, I forget, unloading or something, or, or I forget yeah. what it's called. How am I supposed to do that? And she gave me a perfect day. And I. it's probably been now a month that I've been implementing all of wow. it. And my body, mind, spirit, I think it's what truthfully allowed the opening for mm-hmm. me to have that download of like, hey, it's time to take my fertility story back. Mm-hmm. And also cleared the way for me to meet that one particular healer that would finally saw the missing Amazing. piece. And in a way, if I really look at it, all that happened there, which is in complete congruence with my manifestation formula, I finally stepped into my worth for exactly what my mm-hmm. body had been telling me and mm-hmm. asking for. Mm-hmm. So I truly, human design's been the best. And I mean, yeah. if you guys go on Jenna Zoe, it's at Jenna Zoe Daily is her handle. She has loads when you click on her photos about this stuff. Yeah. If you're manifesting, you know, go yeah. pull, go to yes. Jovian Archives right yes. now and look up what your chart is. It'll tell you if you're one of the five types and go look on her material or she has these incredible um like i do they're audible downloadable channelings that tell you for your type how Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be eating sleeping working Mm -hmm. um so to me it's been the like over any diet over anything it has been the most aligned with well and it really ties into what we were saying about how everything's just so different for everyone this really kind of helps guide you down that path because how unique you are yeah how unique you are because you can all day read about Ayurveda, like (laughs) Chinese medicine all of it you can do it it. all yeah every diet every healer every hit workouts yes it's every exercise it's it's crazy and um yeah human design really does I feel it gives you that oh, blueprint. Yes, totally. totally. So that's that layer. And then in terms of the relapse layer, what I credit so much of that to, because even when I do have a depressed spell now, um, or I'm anxious, that's a big thing I suffered from a lot in the past, which was yeah. primarily hormonal. Also my upbringing, because mm-hmm. when we're over estrogenic, we have a lot of extra anxiety in mm-hmm. our body. Also my upbringing, the way I was programmed, because I'm a very like slow, calm, floaty person. Mm-hmm. But my mom, who grew up in an alcoholic religious household, could never sit still. She was taught like you have, so, I mean, she has ADD to the max, which I believe a lot of ADD. And I don't think this is the case for um, every case, but I believe it's when kids are leaving their bodies constantly with Mm. their little, um, you know, from traumatic situations or shame situations Mm -hmm. or chaos. And so I even remember very vividly my mom being like, Lacey, come on, faster, faster, we've got to walk. And I'd be like, my legs aren't long enough. Like, I was programmed to be so anxious. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so that combined also with being overestrogenic with an endocrine imbalance for so long, those things contributed to that. Yeah. Um, but if I'm truly, truly, truly honest, the more I unblock through inner child work, because that's really dealing with mm-hmm. the Lacey, come on, move faster, mm-hmm. you need to be constantly on the go perfectionist moving mm-hmm. um, as well as like really really addressing my shadow and all of the things that mm-hmm. make me feel like I need to be doing anything that's yeah. inauthentic to myself yeah I truly at this point even if I go through a bit of depression like mm-hmm. through different cycle phases of hormones or whatever it's never a deep low I, yeah. I know now you know. all the tools yes. you know and I've unlocked all the things yes. that actually would take me that yeah. far away from myself yeah, yeah. 
and I know how to balance out my estrogen when it's over estrogenic. So it's really truthfully just about having learned my body and listened to my intuition mm-hmm. and unlocked all of the programming yeah. that wasn't serving my body and my intuition. Yeah. Did you, you didn't do the Hoffman process, did you? I didn't, but people rave about it. Yeah, I did it. You loved it? What I was your experience it. It was like? It was really interesting. Um, it was really intense. It was actually like, I actually believe that everyone can get the exact from you, from your unblocked Oh, really? Workshops. So there's a lot of overlapping. Oh, so much overlapping. Ah. I mean, it's all about breaking down. Programming. Programming. Wow. That's all it is. I have to do Just it. Just in a very. Intense week. Intense. <laughs> when I tell people about it, they're like, holy shit. I remember friends of mine doing it. And I was scared to death yeah. about going. Yeah. And for a long time, I was like. I don't know. I've had a really normal childhood. Like, Everyone always yes. says that. When and I'm like, my me. parents are still together, like, and yeah. they have a good relationship, and like, I don't know what's wrong. I but and I feel guilty blaming things on them. Yeah. And then I went there, and I was like, fuck, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I lifted the rug. Yes. yes, and it's not any of your parents' fault or any of that shit. No. It's not about that. It's that's just, the beautiful thing about Hoffman is they really get you to empathize and forgive yeah. your parents. Thank because God. They didn't know any of they didn't no. Know and honestly, they had been programmed to be a certain way and to be a certain type of parent. Right. And we're all so yes. unique when you get these little unique beings. How do we... We don't have a manual on what to do with them. Yeah. So I'm so glad that that's yeah. a part. But I do really want to try their process, too. Yeah. I, like, I again, think I like you to would try really enjoy it. Awesome. It's intense, it. though. <laughs> it's really... I mean, it's just... It's really unique to be in, like, a house for a week with... 20 other people who going through it with no cell phones no tv no notebooks nothing like, but yourself nothing wow um it's wild but um when so when your work kind of started popping up for me i was like wow this is really relevant and the overlap between the two programs is so similar but um i feel so um just wholeheartedly about the work that you're doing thank you and and how it can um aid people in whatever they're struggling with because I feel like it so much of this stuff especially things like anxiety and depression and again like you said there are chemical imbalances but there does I do feel that there's so much that we can do as well absolutely enough to not manage probably isn't the best word but to um have tools in our case to do as much as we can within yes. our control. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So can you um, just talk about uh, your Unblocked workshops a little bit? Yeah. And so, how, that, how that might play into helping people. Absolutely. So I always say people come to me wanting to manifest like a house and then they leave being like a different person who's like, okay, I have the house, but now I'm so grateful to just know who I am. Yes. <laughs> like, so manifestation is yes. actually this beautiful dangle of like, because everyone desires, it's like a genie in a bottle. Oh my God, like, yes, I want. It's possible that I can have my dreams, yeah. but because there's nothing spiritual bypass about this process at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> they go and start yeah. to like learn who they are and reconnect. So the process of it, I started to learn with manifestation was... I would manifest when I would step into my worth. I would manifest when I would expand my subconscious mind. I would manifest when I uh, 
reprogram limiting beliefs essentially and so the keys that I realized that helped me do that is when I would address my shadow when I would work through inner child work when I would start to learn boundaries and say no and that I'm worth what I want and then I also have my formula magnetism which is just the step by step Mm -hmm. of literally how to manifest like Mm -hmm. dealing with energetics and so such a heavy very big component of this process because they're very unique to what i need people doing for manifestation so like for instance the inner child work isn't the traditional model of like going down and comforting your inner child being this bigger you know Mm. person it's all first person it goes pre-utero to 24 you're addressing every single phase in life that i need you to address to be magnetic where you weren't raised to be magnetic in first person in hypnosis reprogramming Mm -hmm. same thing for shadow you're actually learning that the projections and judgments you're having on other people are really just things that you've placed in your shadow because you wouldn't be loved if you were those things or are those things so we need you to pull all of those out and reintegrate them to be your most whole authentic magnetic self Mm -hmm. again what we don't own owns us so if we're i love that quote it's the most important part of magnetism like truth because wherever we have shame and we're afraid of being seen we can never be as big as we want and have what we want it's just that can you give can you give an example um about uh, what that means about what what Yes. Here's a great example of one of my clients who's amazing. And, you know, she has this great article on on the blog because we started doing this series, The Unblocker Expander. So like actual people I've worked with in manifestation or who have done the work, how they've gone through all of their trials and tribulations through this process, therefore to manifest what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And like a great example for her is she at like 18 or so, her big dream always was to move to New York and become successful. And she grew up in a really like broken young parent family, very similar to my dynamic. And the night before she left, her stepmom, who had been drinking, um, projected onto her because at the time she had this really great English boyfriend. She was really in love, and her stepmom projected onto her you are going to ruin your life and end up just like me because all you care about are guys. And to her, that's her biggest fear is to end up like her parents. Mm -hmm. So she put that into her shadow that um, if I end up like that, I'll be pathetic, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so that carried in her shadow. She moved to New York. She broke up with the guy she loved who coincidentally ended up moving into her neighborhood and marrying another woman and having a baby. And she runs into them all the time. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like her mirrors always addressing her yeah. but so she was single for seven years and she came to me to work on manifesting a partnership and so in true like Aries fashion she never did the work I was prescribing her and then at one point after again feeling like a fool in a dating situation she finally started to do the work and during the um, unblocked shadow she had the luxury of us working together and she brought her list of you know why she's single and her shadowy bits and I could see they weren't triggering enough emotional response from her that I was like, nah, keep digging deeper. We haven't found your shadow yet. And Mm -hmm. so we had to dig together. And finally, I said to her, in this moment, if you brought in your ex right now and he just looked at you in such disgust and said, most honestly, what you're afraid that he thinks of you, what would that be? And she went, pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, what? be pathetic and I was like great we're gonna integrate it right now I'm gonna you need to repeat after me anything I say and I was like oh my god you disgust me you're so pathetic and so that's part of the integration process because when something's in our shadow we're like 
so yeah. owned by it, so yes. afraid of it. It's our deepest shame. Oh my yeah. God, I'm putting on this front that I'm like a great yoga teacher yes. in New York. I've got my shit together. I live here. But really in my shadow, I think I'm really fucking pathetic. Yeah. And that's, it's even subconscious. Yeah. And so we're going through the integration and she's like, in her mind, like, God, Lacey's such a bitch. Like, why is she doing this? And so by the midpoint, she's like, I'm pathetic. Like, it started to neutralize. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, she was laughing and she was like, oh my God, I cannot believe this whole time I've thought I'm pathetic. And, you know, like, we're laughing about it and she really sees where it's played a part. Once she does a couple of the other steps of manifestation and she jumps off the cliff of a dream she had been manifesting, which was to travel Asia for six months on her savings, mm-hmm. within weeks of being there, she her whole list walked into her life, which was wow. down to, like, red hair, half oh British, like, God. so crazy, all because pathetic was owning her. She thought everybody thought she was pathetic. It's all very shadowy. She wasn't even aware yes. of how deep it was that she was projecting because I'm pathetic and I might end up like my stepmom and be pathetic stay away that was her block her biggest block and so that's a great example of shadow how do you do you have suggestions for people so we're talking this kind of goes along with timing but like where um like I've been doing the shadow work recently have you hit any really big ones on the head yet a little bit but I keep I'm finding I'm so resistant to it and I know that it's my ego yeah totally so it's all you that's all shadow yes. is it's ego yeah. and I'm like I keep I'll like be like I like write it in my to-do list like oh, I need to do shadow today yeah. and you and say then I yeah, don't do yeah it. you're resistant totally that's very natural yeah and I think that that's so natural and I'm like oh like when the time's right then I'll then I'll you're, do it e- I always say ego will do anything to make yes. you not do shadow yes. work anything because yes. it's ki- literally killing your ego when you do right. it and that's why I say with people with like for instance let's go back to social media following or growing your business by being seen it's because your ego wants you to believe so badly that you are this that like bullshitty thing that yes. you've made up of yourself. But oh, once you let yes. that go, you're just yourself and you don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, so then it's like, oh, here I am to be seen. That's oh, called magnetism. Boy. That's what pulls every. I don't give a fuck. Here I am. Here's my thing. And it can't be faked like a different type of ego, which is like an over, um, what could you call that? Like an exaggerated ego. No, mm-hmm. we're talking about like doing the work to genuinely not give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. magnetism. Which is so important because so everyone's your walking around thing. thinking that everyone's, it's all projections. All like, back and forth to each other all day long all day long and it's so much harder now doing what I do I actually just had this conflict the other day that I have very low patience to even be around people anymore that haven't like done this work and it's not judging at all like zero but it's like I have such little energy as a projector that I'm like oh god if you're not open and totally yourself and ready to have an intimate open exchange energetically I don't even have the time for this go like go do your work and call me back later (laughs) I had it I had a healer tell me she was like you're going to be losing a lot of friends through this you process. You will, naturally. Yeah. Because you're people evolve. aren't going to... You're, you're not going to be able to just have bullshit conversations. That's exactly. And you are simultaneously going to be... When you're speaking, you know, all this truth and you're bringing stuff up for people, totally. they're going to not want to be around you. thousand percent, yeah. They're going to be... They're going to be scared of you. Yeah. 
Well, it's what all it is. It's exactly what your ego is experiencing. They're going to be triggered because yes. it's it's their shadow being like, well, the shadow feels really safe, but it's honestly the most unsafe way to be because you're essentially living the life you don't want to live at the job you hate with the person you don't want to be right. with or single. Right. So it's actually truly not safe at right. all. You're right. the most unsafe because you're constantly anxious or depressed about yes. who you are and yes. where you're at. So it's actually yes. like deeply unsafe and it's extremely painful doing the work I oh mean, yeah it can be so heavy know, so heavy yeah. to like really look at your sh- your stuff and the more sensitive one is which i think we're all sensitive beings yeah. it's a spectrum but it is so it can be so heavy so painful and i always like preface or preface preface preface, preface whatever <laughs> every workshop with like please you know work with your therapist outside of this or your yeah. support group or your friend that holds space and processes yeah. with you because it can be really really heavy it's it there's no really spiritual really bypass heavy. no there's nothing positive <laughs> which doesn't fucking no work. and i had to learn that the really hard way yeah i know god it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> positive stuff because it's so big out there it really is um <laughs> here's a question that i found really interesting um someone asked about the link between grief and depression and she asked if you feel that grief and depression can look exactly the same her sister died a month ago and she's in grief but she's confused because it looks exactly the way her depression used to look to me personally grief and depression are very very similar in many ways um when i was reading letting go because uh that was the biggest thing i pinpointed when i was having trouble getting pregnant is grief was the biggest because you know my period would come and I would have to go through that whole grief again you know or Mm -hmm. I would miscarry and I'd have to go through the grief and for me I feel like that's the first thing so for me I know depression and apathy aren't the same thing but I guess when I really am to me depression looks like it's something I'm in for a while Mm -hmm. um and I do believe everybody's so different that I don't know, energetically, I feel like they all intertwine and go in waves through each other. Apathy, depression, grief, all, I mean, and what's really in an experience as traumatic as losing someone you love that's so dear to you in whatever way, shape or form you've lost them, what you're really being channeled with um, on so many levels is who I think I am and who I think I was is no longer. It's something different now. So there's so many avenues and identity crises that are happening mm-hmm. um reality crisis mm-hmm. and then just the guttural shocking pain of loss and mm-hmm. really really losing even the energetic connection mm-hmm. la- can last for so long like for instance when um i'm working with people who are calling in partners and i'm like girl you haven't even closed the door on the last you're fully energetically connected to that person it's blocking you from something coming through Mm -hmm. when you experience the loss of someone you love that's so close to you they're so still energetically so present Mm -hmm. with you you know Mm -hmm. that i just um i really feel like they're they go in waves from each other to each other they're just labels label they're totally because it's all energy that's all we're feeling yeah is deep deep energy which yeah. contributes to our physical and mental health period i right. believe that you know and then i do believe people have like deep 
chemical imbalances right. as well that right. they experience. I, I do not want to take that off the table. It's so important because right. I do know people that are bipolar. Yeah. Um, yeah and same. I love the work of that woman who, I can't remember her name right now, but it's um, the one who wrote the book, uh, like Taking Back Mental Health or something like that. I forget the book. You'll have to put it in the show notes, okay. but I forget. She's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, for me, I guess I wouldn't, I know what it feels like to be in a space where you're Googling and trying to figure out what Mm. you're feeling. And Mm -hmm. the only words, you know, are depression and grief, but, um, because you want tools and you want to learn how to get out of it. But I just also like, yeah, I want to empower people that it might not have a label. It might be moving constantly. And I think that people are afraid of the label. Like depression is a lot scarier than grief. So it's so much more socially unacceptable still as well. Right. So that's what this, this whole stigma absolutely is derived from is this fear that we've created around certain words when the grief and the depression might actually be the exact same thing. Totally. Or like giving to each other all the time. And a book I highly suggest Again, if she hasn't read, is letting go. It just gives mm. so much clarity around what each yeah. of those labels and terminology yeah. mean, what's happening, why you're experiencing it, and how to process yeah. it. So that was going to be my next question for you was someone had asked um, if you could recommend um, like top three books Ooh. for this kind of stuff. I really, I like truly believe that's all the things I've said. So like yeah. Anatomy of the Spirit, letting go yeah. is phenomenal, I Agreed. think, for that. And then um, who, there? if there was another third one that's been so helpful, honestly, it's not a book. It's being able to get really, really, really quiet with mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. Um, and just really, really listening to what's mm-hmm. happening and not worrying about what someone's programming me to be feeling or expressing or mm-hmm. labeling mm-hmm. that's it and then of course like the other really big one would be unblock shadow or, or yeah unblock. Doing, doing those the work yeah, you have to do the work totally yeah otherwise it just sits yeah. with you you've got to process yeah, it. you have to do the work and this is the problem i think with today's day and age is we're so used to cell phones and google and microwaves and things that oh give us answers immediately and people want that and medication medication, medication is the exact same yeah. thing yeah and um which i've known many like friendship cases of people where I've been like you do need to try medication first oh I was on medication for a little while it's so saved my life yeah totally I felt that it did anyway did were you ever on have you ever I've never had to but I will say when I was going through my lowest of lows it's because I couldn't afford to see a doctor who could prescribe it so I didn't have the resources if I had you fucking bet your ass I would have like figured out something to normalize me Um, I had a really, really dear friend last year who went through, I mean, she hit every rock bottom that could possibly happen, like very talented, successful writer that had been making great money as a TV and film writer for ages, completely dried up, lost her father, figured out that her biological father wasn't her father, lost her living situation. I mean, just literally was hit with everything to the point of like... uh, it was so obvious that she had no serotonin left in her body, yeah. nothing. And I was like, you need to know that you are so supported right yeah. now to please go seek us. It's someone. so important. Yeah. So that's one thing that I really want people to know. It's not, um, that is one, that sometimes is the first step to the yeah. healing process, just so you can collect oh, yeah. yourself enough to look oh, at yeah. the other bits. Oh yeah. That was my experience with medication. Was I, I mean, I was in such a dark place. I, I, I didn't know 
where to even go. Yeah. I had to, I had to be lifted out of where I was. I totally t- I just like could not say cannot yeah. say we usually know when it's time for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, or we get too low where we're starting to think other thoughts like yeah. suicidal and that's yeah. when it's time yeah. to yes. to just re- remember that yeah. we're saying that it is you are so supported yes. to please go see someone. Yes. Um, and low dose if you feel uncomfortable yes. with it like just giving that a shot that yeah. that is okay yeah. it is so okay and therapy too oh totally um, oh so just important. even seeing fucking someone once a week yes. <laughs> like when you're in that yes. state that you, you can be wanna... open yeah. and supported in it is so important so important um do you feel like there is reasoning behind something like what happened to your friend happening where you are just slammed with so many terrible things I mean I do obviously believe that um I think we're and I don't think it's because she was doing anything wrong or anything like that whatsoever and her case is honestly the worst I've ever seen so I'm so curious to see what happens for her in the next 10 years Mm -hmm. but I can speak to myself and a lot of clients that I've seen usually these huge earthquakes which we tend to feel around first and second Saturn return um are usually if we are getting into our truly authentic self and owning it and really unlocking our shadow, we're usually blessed with some beautiful rainbows mm-hmm, of manifestations mm-hmm, after. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I personally relish when I have something go wrong now, or if I get yeah. into a downspell, I'm yes. like, ooh, something good's coming. Yes. So, I know, I'm, fi- I'm starting to get there. I'm but like, it's your trust like slowly yeah. making my way out <laughs> of the hole. And yeah, yeah, flexing that trust muscle a little bit. Um, what does, what's been, this is kind of a loaded question, but do you feel that there's... What's been your greatest lesson through your experience with mental health? My greatest lesson? That's such a loaded question. I know. I'm like, there's so many. I know there's so many. My truth... Because I was raised in an environment where it wasn't okay to feel your feelings. Feelings weren't even labeled. It was so Irish and British. Like, mm-hmm. nothing was communicated. Nothing was intimate or deep. That mm-hmm. The biggest thing I've learned through all of this is it's okay to feel my feelings. And it's really fucking important to feel my yeah. feelings. So I guess that sort of kind of rolls into, like... What advice would you give to others? Oh my gosh, please feel your feelings. Look at your feelings. They're the beautiful roadmaps to show you why you're not manifesting mm-hmm. what you want, why you have blocks, where your blocks are. Mm-hmm. I could not, if there's one thing that I want to shout from the rooftops to normalize is let go of all the spiritual bull, spiritual bypass um, superstition that you've ever, ever taken in from the Think Positive movement. A, it doesn't work. B, it's keeping you in your comfort zone. C, start to use that as a roadmap to mm-hmm. see where you're blocked. Mm-hmm. Please learn mm-hmm. to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And there's usually a lot of magic at the yeah. end of it. Yeah. To know that you're negative experience what your what you perceive as your negative experiences are just it's your breakdown to have a breakthrough yes <laughs> truly it's a breakthrough it's like it is. it's like it's like a wake-up call it is the it's a wake-up gift yes. like that's the way i like to look at it i'm like oh my god universe you're listening you're you really are working with yeah. me to yeah. help me get there yeah and what what does mental health mean to you god i like because i don't see things and um the physical plane as much and labels I don't even like I don't even look at something in the context of mental health I hear that word thrown Mm -hmm, around mm -hmm, a lot but mm -hmm. I don't even like 
I've struggled with with categorizing. I mean, it seems to be one of the only like the only terminology right. around it. Yes. But I look at it as like um, authentic being health. Where are you at as an authentic being, Mm -hmm. mind, body, and spirit? So that's that's where it's like, because again, we're the more, even scientifically, allopathically, the more we progress in science, we're learning that there's a connection alone from our brain to our gut, right? So Mm -hmm. we know that there's like a a dietary and physical level to Mm -hmm. mental health. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Obviously, that's only going to progress more and more and more. And we're going to realize mm-hmm. that there's also a spiritual component to that mind, body, spirit. So I guess I don't even see the terminal. Like when people say that's kind of how I process things in reality. Mm-hmm. Like when people say any terminology, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I look at the energy beneath it. So when I'm looking at the energy of someone, it's where are you at? How close are you to your authentic whole being? Mm-hmm. It's so authentic whole being health is like the way that yeah. I'll call it. It's not even a mental. Yes. Um, I, totally I don't see agree. it. It is just a mental issue. Yeah. 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 I've struggled with being like, ooh, do I have to like put it in this category? You'll probably find your, your labeling and terminology as you go. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, your new language around yeah. it, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. And like in pursuit of yeah. what to call it is really exciting. Yeah. That open-ended conversation. Yeah. Um, I think that that's all. It's awesome. kind of a miracle that I've made it made it through this if yay I'm really honest with you i'm like <laughs> where are you at right now yeah are you on a different planet <laughs> you've done well your torrent's helping Ooh, you yes, stay here yes, <laughs> yes. um yes J- lacy and i were joking earlier that we both see a lot of healers similar ones and it's like within our group because jack recommended dr t so for anyone who hasn't experienced dr t it's such an experience and i was there like three hours ago (laughs) when i couldn't do this if i had just seen him and left him i'd have to go nap for a bit i'm it's so intense well to clarify for anyone listening he's also on the healers page but he's an angel frequency healer he's someone (laughs) you go to when nothing else is working and he really really has been like instrumental and transformative in my life Mm -hmm. especially if you're dealing with any fungus if you're dealing with bacterial issues emotional trauma um i mean kind of anything he's so so profound because his he, the way he works is so not in like a she she like a foo foo not at way. All. I mean, it's so medical. He's so grounded. Yeah, yeah he's it, like Virgo. It feels so. I mean, it's all about your body. Anatomy. It's not like yeah. I mean, yes. So, was saying angel frequency healer. Totally. I've been telling people this for the last couple of days, and they're like, Oh what? man, Kelly, drink the water. And all that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but no, seeing him in person, it's like I mean, he's talking about the different systems in our body totally and bones and organs and totally all it's this stuff and the emotional and the spiritual and yeah i mean he, he's connecting all three. Oh, it's crazy and like yeah. the way that i discovered him was through jack maybe yeah. that's i think how you discovered yes. him as well yes. who jack our friend she's the vedic meditation teacher we talked about she went to see him for the first time and she struggled with asthma her whole entire life seeing every specialist since she was three has been an, on an inhaler <laughs> since she was three in australia went to see him and never had to use an inhaler again and i was like give me his fucking number <laughs> and he was he's been super profound in my healing well i have this thing so I have it's called Dwayne syndrome he's like oh there's a name for this what is that so my right eye won't move any farther right past straight so I can go this way but when I go this way my eye (gasps) and he was like oh I can fix that 
Wow. So, um, I'm very... Wow. Very Oh, I can't wait to see how this all turns out. I'm you like, if you, can, if you can fix this... <laughs> your fucking miracle. Yeah. I will die. <laughs> I will die. <laughs> That's awesome. So but yeah, I think it's time for me to go take a nap. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm going to go sleep in the Uber the whole way. <laughs> it's actually funny. Whenever we go to London, my fiance and I, we call... This is our whole move now when we have jet lag. And this always happens in London. Because London has, I believe, way worse traffic than LA. Like to get from one place yes. to another is forty-five it's minutes minimum. Yeah. And so what we do because we don't trust ourselves to just have like a mini nap when we to adjust with the time, we take Uber naps. So we'll go from like <laughs> yes. Shoreditch to Notting Hill, really, and like. <laughs> and the Uber will be like we're here yeah. and then we did our we did our mini nap so that's oh like our, God, that's our move Uber naps that's so good yeah. <laughs> um okay I think we're done unless you feel like you have anything else you want to contribute not at all thank okay. you that was good. awesome thank you so much thank you yes. thank you for creating Aww. this for people it's going to be so helpful yeah. for them yeah I'm so excited Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Joan. I've put all information from this episode in the show notes. So if you forgot to write down the name of a book or a doctor, you can find it there. I want to thank my editor, Clay Carnell, who has been so patient with me. I want to thank Mike Lachome for providing the theme music that he so beautifully and thoughtfully created. I want to thank Jen Perron for creating our amazing logo. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Thank you so much, truly from the bottom of my heart.